1: Hey what is up everybody? This is your boy AJ Tripp and welcome to Word According to Me podcast. It's been a whole month, missed y'all, but got a couple topics today to talk about. The Johnny Depp and the Herd has been crazy. We're gonna get into that a little bit. We're also gonna talk about dating. Dating up in particular. Something that I, I think about very often, so. But first, we'll start with this craziness, the seriousness out of the way. This crazy and this serious, the Jember, uh jambur. <laughs> That's what it should be called, the jambur, the Johnny Depp Amber Heard. So, this is just crazy. Uh, the Amber Heard Johnny Depp crowd has just been insane. There have been accusations on both sides of mass violence. There have been accusations of, of on both sides of abuse. Just all now crazy things that happen on both sides. So. I think Johnny Depp is is going to be uh called to stand by Amber Heard Defense uh if today. Um Yeah, so it's it's this is absolutely insane. Um having said that though, um, this is this is a very serious topic because, again, there is massive abuse claims on both sides. Um, it's been very interesting to see the type of backlash this has happened because usually, especially since like the Me Too movement and everything, usually it's it's usually just a believed woman type deal and man is trash type of deal, but it's not been that way here with Amber Heard and Johnny Depp, like, people have, like, like, from the very beginning, since all of this started, you know, years ago, all of this started, it's really been, like, a, 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 a Johnny Depp is the the thing, uh, is the uh, victim, and Amber Heard is the abuser. Um which is, which is really strange, uh, on one hand, because here's my thoughts about that. You know, I am someone I am someone that believes that the only people who know what really happened were Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Right? The only ones who really know what happened. So we shouldn't be making Bold, blanket statements in belief in one person, man or woman. We shouldn't just. We shouldn't be saying, you know, you know, hey, Amber Heard's an abuser. I believe Johnny Depp. We shouldn't be just saying, hey, Johnny Depp's an abuser. I believe Amber Heard. We shouldn't be just doing that, willy nilly on either side, but that's not really how it seemed to be. It seemed to be because of, one of the things is because in the past when um, women's um, abuse claims were not taken seriously by, you know, friends, family, you know, police in general, and hell, you know, for people in the um, public eye, media, you know, again, it's me too thing. It just seems to be a thing of believe women and what they tell you. So when, so when it has when this has come down and has happened, it has just been it's been, it's, been, it's been absolutely shocking, an absolutely shocking thing to to see. So it's um it's, it's it it really is, and you know, like I was just I was just. And i seen sitting here scrolling on Twitter and I saw something that said, Justice for Johnny. And it's always been like that. It's been Justice for Johnny. And it's, you know, all these other things that Amber Heard is an abuser. <laughs> so it, it's very shocking to me that he's now flipped on Johnny Depp's side. And I'm not sure why this happened. I'm not sure if it is the fact that people just don't believe what Amber Heard has been saying, um, or if Johnny Depp has this, like somehow this kind of, you know, way over people that makes him, you know, make, makes people think that he wouldn't be abused. I, I, I don't know, but it's insane. I have two articles here, one from People, one from the New York Times that I'm going to read. Um, I'll try to read through this quickly, I may, um, you know, uh, I may skip around, this is it's New York Times article, it's a pretty long article, but uh, this is from, uh, uh, this, this is from, actually from, this is by Junior Jacobs, this is from April 21st. But it has been updated on May 20th, today is the 23rd, so let's go ahead and read this. Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial enters final days, what to know? Uh, Mr. Depp and Ms. Heard are soon each other competing with competing defamation claims. The case is going to go to jury on May 27th. Uh, The defamation trial in Virginia between the actors and Johnny Depp and Amber Heard soon enters its final week, has become a fierce battleground over the truth about their relationship, which both sides are accusing each other of repeated domestic violence abuse in what was an unquestionably tumultuous marriage. Before a seven-person jury in Fairfax County Circuit Court, lawyers have questioned witnesses about the events of what has been described as a whirlwind romance that started on the movie set and soured into a barrage of fights and physical confrontations, the details of which vary widely depending on their account. Mr. Depp 58 sued Ms. Heard 36 for defamation after she wrote an op-ed for the Washington Post, referring to herself as a public figure representing domestic abuse. After more than a year of legal sparring, Ms. Heard then filed a suit against Mr. Depp, alleging that he defamed her when a former lawyer released statements saying her allegations of abuse were opposed. Many of the allegations being aired in the courtroom have already been heard in a British case, which Mr. Depp lost, in which the actor sued his son, New for premier Headline that called him a white people. In her testimony, Ms. Heard painted Mr. Depp as a controlling husband whose physical violence was often preceded by accusations of together. together. In his testimony, Mr. Depp described Miss Heard as a material partner who sought to instigate fights. Um, the case we started with opening Army on April 12th is a to go to Missouri on May 27th. Why is Mr. Depp suing Ms. Heard? Um, Mr. Depp's lawsuit 5 in 2019 revolved around Mrs. Heard's 2018 op-ed in the Washington Post, which ran under the headline, I spoke up against sexual violence and faced our culture's wrath. That has to change. The op-ed does not mention Mr. Depp by name, but in it, Ms. Heard wrote that two years before the article's publication, she became a public figure representing domestic abuse. In 2016, Ms. Heard was granted a temporary restraining order after showing up to a California court with a bruised face, writing in an application for the order that Mr. Depp had thrown a phone at her face at close range. Johnny denies this. In the application, Ms. Heard wrote that Mr. Depp had been verbally and physically abusive to her throughout their relationship. Mr. Depp's lawsuit asserted that Ms. Heard's abuse allegations were an elaborate hoax that cost the actor his career and reputation. Mr. Depp brings this defamation action to clear his name, the actor's lawsuit uh, said. Um, So I'm gonna skip down a little bit. Uh, why is Miss Hurd suing Mr. Depp? The jury is simultaneously considering Miss Hurd's countersuit against Mr. Depp, which was filed in 2020. Miss Hurd's defamation claim is against Mr. Depp, but the statements it centers on came from his former lawyer Adam Waldman, who told the British tabloid The Daily Mail that the actress's allegations were an music or uh, an abuse hoax. Her lawsuit claims Mr. Depp has authorized and conspired with Mr. Waldman, who was acting on the actress' behalf to attempt to destroy and defame this herd in the press. Mr. Waldman was not named as a defendant. Well, let me say this. Stop here for a second. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, um, Mr. Depp was attempting to destroy and defame this herd in the press. Well, that has happened. <laughs> As I mentioned earlier, it seems like everybody is on um, Johnny's side. Um, yeah. Um, I kind of... I don't want to go through everything like the, what the witnesses said or what the, what the... You know, everything like that. So, uh, uh, the the last part here, what happened in the British case? A judge found in 2020 that there was overwhelming evidence that Mr. Depp had assaulted Ms. Heard repeatedly during their marriage and that he had put her in fear of her life. There appeared to have been some restrictions placed on reference to the British trial in Virginia, but those have not been disclosed to the public. Ms. Heard's lawyers have been allowed to reference testimony from the case, including Mr. Depp's. In the Virginia trial, the jury's verdict must be unanimous. But the jury does not have to find evidence convincing beyond a reasonable doubt in a criminal case. uh, As in a criminal case. For either side to win the case, the jury would have to find that a greater weight of evidence showed that they had been defamed. And that there was clear and convincing evidence that the other side acted with malice while defaming. Boy, I I do not want to be on that jury because, again, how do you... How do you choose... There's a thing said in this one... were just insane. Like, there's some things in here that saying that... uh, you know, Mr. Depp called... this herd a a, a... a... worthless hooker. Um... You know, there's... things that Johnny has said that, um he would slap him or shove him and then throw a TV remote at him and got some wine in his face. It's just, it's just been insane. It really has. I don't know. I think mean, the only thing that maybe you do know is that, that it was a absolutely terrible relationship for the both of them. No matter what happened, it was. And that's that's something that is you know awful for the both of them to go through um so now here's one for people um so uh this one i think here uh, um if the johnny devil's amber had the biggest bombshells and revelations from the defamation trial so far this is by benjamin van Hoos. And again, this has been updated on May 20th, 2022 as well. I don't know when the original date of this is heard, but I just wanted to hear some of the things that, you know, some of the things that, um, yeah, so like, okay, so here's something. Uh, Many of Depp and Heard's past texts have been read out loud to the jury. One of those was an October 26 exchange between Depp and his longtime friend Isaac Burroughs from Depp Pro. Hopefully, that, uh, I, uh, I guess that's going to be C U N T's, rotting corpse is decomposing in the effing trunk of a Haddock cylinder. During his cross examination, Depp said he's not proud of any of the language that he used in his text other texts that my death were brought up in court if you were warned about drowning and burning her I, I would F I would F her burnt corpse afterwards and make sure she was dead holy crap oh my
0: god
1: <coughs> so you know oh Jesus you know I mean, there, there, there are things coming out about like, uh, you know, Jane Depp had, a, you know, an abusive childhood, uh, his sister testified that, uh, you, know, he had, you know, he had done things about drugs with his friends, WandaVision star Paul Bettany plays Vision and musician Marilyn Manson who has his own domestic use uh, things. Um who, apparently, you know, he talks about having his finger um mangled from an Australia fight in which Amber threw a uh, vodka bottle at his hand uh, and it gets it severed the tip of the finger. Um, heard admitted to starting a physical fight uh, apparently in audio, audio recordings played by Deb's legal team heard admitted to having started a physical fight she argued with him that she didn't punch him but she was hitting him you didn't get punched, you got hit I'm sorry I hit you like this but I did not punch you she told me I did not effing death you I, did not, I was effing hitting you I didn't know what the motion of my actual hand was but you're fine, I did not hurt you uh, then I did not punch you, I was hitting you. She could be heard saying in the audio. She also added in the audio, I'm not sitting here bitching about it, am I? You are. That's the difference between me and you. You're an F baby. You are such a baby. Really F up John. Um So, okay, so there's something called the makeup. Uh baby. Okay. During opening statements, Heard's attorney, Elaine Reading Hall, held up a Milani com- Cosmetics concealed purse and, and perfect all-in-one correcting kit while telling the jury how her concealed alleged bruises on her face. Brendan Hall, so I guess I'm hoping I'm saying her name right, did not mention the brand or specific product by name, but said Heard always brought makeup wherever she went. Check out video. Melanie cosmetics denied that their product could have ever been used, since she wasn't sold until December 2017. And her depths, and her, and her in-depths marriage ended the year before she filed for the divorce. A search close to her told people that her lawyer was using an example of the kind of makeup she used. Melanie cosmetics said in a statement that his TikTok post was fair by the claim that our eagle-eyed and loyal made about the product named in the trial. But LaniCon Cosmetics is not taking a formal stance on the trial evidence of future outcome of the case. Um, um there was something that, you know, apparently Amber Heard left hoop in the bed for Johnny Depp. I said it was a, a you know a, a horrible practical practical joke. I don't know. It, it's there's so much stuff. It's... It, How much, you know, if Emma heard things Johnny Depp would draw blood when he would often, you know, self harm, doing fights. The bodyguard said he saw Heard punch Depp. Depth security guard, Travis Mcgirvin, testified that he once stood between the actor and her in 2015 when the dispute got louder and more volatile both parties started to send these at each other. But like Gibran said he saw a Heard throw a red bull cannon Depth and said that she tried to spit on Depp at one point. He said he saw a punch Depth out of, you know, out of the corner of my eye. I saw a fist and arm come across right my shoulder and I saw Heard and a in the closed fist contact into Depth on the left side of his face. That was Miss Heard's face, Just get Amber Heard talking about, you know, Johnny's alleged abuse. Um, I struggle to find the words, how painful this is, it's just horrible for me to sit here for weeks and we live in pain. Um, mm-hmm. uh, this is what she testified. Uh, he said he la- she laughed at one of left tattoos and he slapped her off the face. At first she thought it was a joke, but then he slapped her two more times, not going gonna to kill the crowd. She, I don't uh, i testify that Depp there did a cavity search on her uh, at some point. I don't know, it says it's... it's, it's And, you know, one of the things that they they also seem to be saying is that, um, apparently Amber Heard's legal team isn't that great. Because there have been some things that have gone on that have just been, you know, insane. I think the latest one was, Jane Depp and his lawyers, you know, in the court of law, you can't bring up something that may not be relevant or may not have any any um any ties to the case, unless the other party the uh, other party brings it up. And I guess there was one thing that they wanted to bring up, but they couldn't bring it up until Amber Heard mentioned it in the. That's out. And so and apparently allegedly they were the lawyers, gender lawyers with fist because now they could talk about it. So again, this this has been a, a absolutely crazy and amazing and this trial. Uh uh do two things here. One, I don't like I said, I don't have like I said earlier, I don't have an opinion on this. Um because I wasn't there. I'm not on journey gyms. Side, I'm not on Amber Heard's side. side. I, I'm actually on both both of their side because both of these people were obviously in a you know, absolutely vicious and just they were, they were just in a, in a horrible relationship with both of us. They should not they should not have been together, and the fact that they they, they were for so long and i understand that you're trying to work things out but for both people i think the best thing is that once you started to get abusive physically or verbally or whatever you some changes to be made on both sides and now and it looks like that both sides didn't make those changes um and, and 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 once you start you know saying that you want to you know ask their corpse to make sure she's fucking dead. It's... That's a a bad relationship. It's a total bad relationship. The second thing I want to do here is I, without question, want to give this information here. Um, If you are experiencing domestic violence, call the Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800- 799-7233 or go to thehotline.org. All calls are toll-free and confidential. The hotline is available 24-7 in more than 170 languages. And if you or someone you know has been sexually assaulted, please contact the National Sexual Assault Hotline at 1-800-656-HOPE. 1-800-656-4673 or go to rain.org Next, we're going to talk about something a little bit more less serious, a little bit more fun.
0: Thank you.
1: So, let's lighten up the <laughs> the episode a little bit and talk about dating. Um, in particular, dating up, or maybe dating down, maybe, um, whatever you see right this and. This is what like I, I, I think about um, this. Yeah, um, I've thought about this forever for the longest time. I even I remember when I when I, when I used to have a, a written blog. I wrote about it, and uh, I then when I started doing YouTube videos, I took that written blog and I did it. they did a video on it on my YouTube channel, uh, YouTube.com slash AJ Trip. You're going to check it out. Uh and. What I talked about, and, and I call it settling. Do you, you settle? You know, some settle for you know, and what I mean by that is that settling for what you're looking for, not only in in maybe the um, personality side, but also settling looks wise, right? Do you settle? You know, is you know, if you are somebody who you want somebody that looks like, it, it, you know, you if you're a guy, but no, I, I won't, I won't, I'll keep this gender uh, thick because of, um, uh, um, um, you know, lesbian gays and everything like that, so, uh, and all the and everything like that, so, but, um, uh, so, if you are somebody who looks for somebody who looks like, um, somebody who looks like Kim Kardashian, or if you're somebody who looks for, you know, looks like, um, Ryan Reynolds, right? That's, 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 kind of pretty and beautiness that you look for. And I'm thinking people who are maybe, would be considered to be like perfect in, in the way that they look, including these other versions of perfection. Everybody has their different types, but I'm just choosing something like this. It could be anybody. Sophia Vergara, it be, um... Idris Elba whatever. Uh but then that's not who you date. You date you, you you date and you marry people who are obviously not those. Maybe they're a little bit heavier, you know, than what you what you would like. Maybe they're uh maybe they're a little bit shorter, what you like. Maybe they're not the um you know the, uh, the obviously the vision of perfections. Maybe they're they if they're men if they're man maybe they're bald or whatever you know whatever it is you but but you are, but you are willing to date and marry that person because they have the personality things that you are looking for you know the main ones you know whether it be you know you wanting kids whether it be Religious, you know, things that you want. Religious standards, whether it be, you know, the fact that they are, you know, self, you know, reliant or self-made or self, you know, whatever, you know, the financial, you know, stability, um, sexually, maybe they're more on your level sexually than, you know, you know, you know, than somebody else would be. Whatever that may be, for whatever, whatever the reason, do you you know do you settle, and 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 is it settled? Because well, yes, well, well, you may want that, um, you know, you you may want that 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 thing of perfection that you looking for, but maybe maybe there you know there's something about it that you just say, well this is, you know, this is who i need meant to be with, you know, so, and does and, 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 and that, that affect also, like, the way you are and the way in which you look, um, so, are like, like, are you someone who would be considered to be attractive, you know, very attractive, whatever, or are you someone who would be considered to be unattractive and things like that? Uh, And and I'll I'll bring this back to me since I I am the person here. I would consider myself to be unattractive, very unattractive. I'm a zero on a scale of one to ten. I'm a zero. And when you're a zero, you have no other place to do but date up. Right? So even if you get a, a one, you're dating up. But I'm I, 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 not gonna lie. I, like most people, want to be with people who are, I want to be with a person that is attractive, that would be considered to be a seven, eight, nine, ten. 10. But I'm a zero, you know? And I don't have the things surrounding me, you know, that would help me get that, you know, that 10 or that nine or that eight or whatever, right? I don't have to things around, the, the, you know, the money, the, the power, anything like that. That's what I want, but if I, if, you know, but if I were to date somebody that didn't have that, I don't know if, you know, would have be settling, or would I be, would, would I be dating down and marrying down, so. All that being said, um, I just, I thought, I thought this would be a good topic to talk about. This, you know, is there, is there a reason why it, it happens? Is there a reason why, you know, you know, there's a lot of things go into it. Like I have, a, I have an article up here. Uh, I have three articles I'm gonna read and go into. Um, the first article here, and this is, this is a long time ago. This is from uh, September twenty third, two thousand fourteen. Over um, seven years ago, by Tracy Moore from Jizzabel.com, it says, "Don't date up, don't date down, date equal." And, and that is another thing right there because, like, do people know where they are at? <laughs> you know, like, like for me, I know where I'm at. Like I'm, a, I'm a zero, so I know where I'm at. And then and, you know, so. And so, for so here, he says here, as you, according to this, I'm supposed to date equal, so I'm supposed to date another zero. But unfortunately, I don't think it works that way, because, you know, like I mentioned before, I think the majority of people want to be with somebody who is attractive. Nah, I fall into that category. I don't want to be with another zero. I don't want to be with another me. So... And then that's a whole other catch-22 and a whole other thing that maybe could be a topic for another day. But let's just go ahead and let's read these articles. Let's start with this one. Uh, Again, the title of it, Don't Date Up, Don't Date Down, Don't Date Equal by Tracy Moore. The whole whole idea of dating down or up is horrific. For one, it's a terrible thing to say about someone else's relationship. You don't know what works. One woman's loser is another woman's godson. Who just hell happens to be going through a rough patch And yet, it's an insightful corollary for how we measure men and women. First, let's define our terms. Dating up is scoring someone better than you. Dating down is typically apt when a man or woman dates someone who is considered not good enough before them. This unforgivably close fly show of celebrity dating or marrying people uglier than they are is the a perfect example of how the term is used. Hot people should not be with less hot people. Time people should not be with nobody. And they they had a slideshow here, and I'm I'm not gonna click on it, anymore, But I, I've i seen these those slideshows before. There, there's one of this one of the other websites. There's a picture of Christina Hendricks who was the redhead, the Madden. She's a very busty woman, very curvy woman. Very pretty, too. Obviously, you know, she would be someone who is, you know, to just be hot. And her, I guess, her husband or her boyfriend at the time, whatever the bitch is, is a man that is not, doesn't look very effective. You know, so. Anyway, let's continue. Dating down can take many forms. It could be because they are not good looking enough, or not rich enough, or not cool enough, or not ambitious enough, or the influence. Or according to my friend, it could also mean dating someone you really don't like because you don't want to die alone. Like I mentioned earlier, settling for less. That's something that I, I, I don't think I'm willing to do real. So, even at my age of 41. Like a Republican. <laughs> Other friends response: I would date a Republican if he were exactly like Jack Donaghy in looks wealth and temper. So I, I don't know take down gangs and or anything like that. Something like that for me, you know. I see that's very interesting cuz me as a democrat, liberal I don't know if dating a republican is dating down. I don't think I don't think that's the case. Um yeah, I don't think dating refers to dating down. And and there's so many ways you can look at dating down or dating or anything like that. You know, it all comes into what you think about, you know, the levels of what people stand on. Let's continue the article. But I have to say, even when I realized that someone I dated wasn't a good match or didn't want the same things, I didn't think of it as dating down. And I would only even realize that in reference to them. So, why do people do it? Lots of reasons boredom, insecurity. Take this interesting essay over, from, over at Frisky by Jessica Machado, who accounts the history of boyfriends with less than stellar prospects. Machado writes about Jeff, who was eight years his senior on probation for petty theft, who enjoyed smoking cigarettes and chilling with his friends at a restaurant job long after he was no longer paid for it. He lived with his dad. And just like he thought he would, and he seemed to have no particular p- plans for anything. Here's the uh, thing from the article. Jeff and I were together for three years. When we first hooked up, I was just beginning my freshman year of college. By the time we broke up, I was juggling two internships, a bargaining job, a 4.0, and a pretty serious partying schedule that didn't include him. What kept us together wasn't as exciting as sex or arguments over our incompatibility. Was that I could show up at his place at 10 p.m. for a bowl of Cocoa Puffs and smuggle in front of a Law & Order episode. There was a comfortable fondness and security. I knew he wasn't going anywhere, literally and figuratively. Jeff wasn't an anomaly. I have a history of dating guys who couldn't get it together. To their credit, auntie stressed out about leaving My next boyfriend and my next and my next after that were all very good men great sense of humor and warm spirits, but they were also some version of lazy, dependent, and unambitious. Back to the main article. For her, it was clearly a pattern. She goes on to say she wrote their resumes for them encouraged them to improve themselves, but that their lack of personal admin abilities is eventually what ended them. Her essay is great because she looks at the root of the attraction to men who needed some kind of help getting their shit together. A desire to mommy them and feel needed and superior. Her own family history and totally owns her own part in it. And who hasn't been there? Attracted to someone who, for whatever reason, doesn't want the kind of things you want and interested in making the effort to get them. And there you are doing all the heavy lifting. But in the larger, more wide-ranging sense, I can't help but to think the gender-coded stuff in the determination. Men date down, it's a woman who is a good looking. When women do, it's a man who isn't of means or ambition enough. It's nothing personal to this Machado's essay, which I think is honest and insightful. It's the nagging sense that we can't escape gender roles even when we want to. They are so deeply ingrained in us as part of every makeup of our idea of perfect match. I know so many women who talk about good men who are thinking of their future, and I don't think I've ever heard a man describe a potential female partner in that way. As women are increasingly autonomous, we must calibrate our idea of what a good woman is, and also what a good man is. Just as much as we expect men to not be threatened by a high achieving or high earning or accomplishments women, we also must, see, we must be able to see men as something other than only earners and doers who must baseline provide. And Machado gets at that current climate for single female daters. Back to Machado's argument. You could also argue my romantic premises weren't entirely preferences but a modern conundrum. Today's average straight single gal is wading into a danger where she outnumbers male college graduates six to four, and where more than one in six guys she's talking to she doesn't have a job, and two thirds those unemployed dudes say they're not even living for one. She is more likely to meet a Jeff than a Zuckerberg. Um. Back to, uh, we're going to go back and forth here for a little bit through these articles. Um, back to uh, the Jezebel article. And she succinctly addresses what fairly retrograde about measuring a man by his income and prospects, too. At least in terms of how they elevate a woman. Back to Machado's article. My stepmom confirmed this in a strange roundabout way. Yeah, I always thought the rule was to date up. While my stepmom's intentions were good, dating up and this correlating procession marrying up is an outdated and somewhat offensive idea invented to encourage women to find a man of means and status who will carry her through because that man is the only way she'll make it in life. Even if I disascribe to such notions which as the thirties of the feminist in 2014 I not. According to those job gender ratios above, real housewife aspirations are laughable nowadays, unless you're a model, actress or living in LA. Uh, so back to Jezebel. To be fair, grown ups should be grown ups, no matter what the New York Times says about adulthood. Expecting a woman to shoulder the more mundane aspects of domestic richness, upkeep, social calendar, cooking, cleaning, finances, and so on, because you rather play video games is, of course, a hot load of retrograde shit that no person should tolerate. I would disagree about that. Ninja, and, 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 and I think many other ones would, would disagree with that. More, Most of the people you see on Twitch now are women playing video games. Anyway, if a person is too lazy or apathetic to contribute to a re- relationship, that person is likely a garbage person, male or female. It's just hard to imagine this complaint lodged against women. I'm hesitant to indict men on principle alone for not being earnest with this stable, made-in-the-shade future all mapped out. When I think it is, very damaging, it is a very damaging gendered expectation of all of them as a whole, just as being good-looking is for women. But at the same time, I can't give any dude to pass who won't do important day-to-day shit in a relationship. Hashtag nuance. So obviously, people should date their equals, whatever that means to them. A Marie Claire piece on the issue by Mark Kelly boldly claims that as a general rule, the wisdom goes, nines should date nines and sevens should date sevens one expert told her that only single people are probably sixes who only want eights Bar. and again what I'm talking about I am a zero and I'm looking for a, a, seven and a, a eight seven eight nine ten eight even a six a six isn't, isn't even a bad you know bad looking woman you know it's not I don't know I, don't, I don't want? To, do I want to put somebody in a six category that Here's what I, I, would, I would describe it. For me, probably a six is probably someone who is a, a fairly attractive woman facially, but maybe is really, really, maybe a little more on the skinnier side. Um, maybe doesn't have a a, um, a well-endowed in the chest area or in the backside area. Something like that. But is obviously but is also facially attractive. That would make for me, that would maybe be a six. Uh, so 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 yeah. And, but any any even still that would be someone who, you know, going back to the settlement for last thing, if 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 that if that if that woman shows up who I just described, she's got everything that I want personality wise. You know, but she doesn't she doesn't look like the person that I see, wanted to, you know, wanted her to be looking like, it isn't settling if I, you know, if if, if, if I'm if, if, so, it's just a whole bunch of things. However, back back to this article, however, there are apparently four types of people who didn't get away with dating up. That would be guys. <laughs> yeah, there does seem to be a lot more ugly guys than hot women. Um, at least there was in the past. I think women nowadays have going fact that they've gone to, like my theory, they're not settling for less either. Yeah, they're not going to date the, you know, the, the ugly fat guy just because he's funny. You know, they're going to date the ugly fat guy because he has money. You know, now he, as number, number two on this list, rich and powerful. Yeah. Anyone willing to date crazies and creative people? Uh, okay, go on. From there you learn that women are more likely to date down. Men and sometimes women with lots of money and wealth can date whoever the fuck they choose. If you're willing to date a hot but crazy type, aim high, and anyone super talented but broken rear can win hearts and minds with their outsized magnetism. I think there's I think these think given these nauseating truths, we can see why women are more likely to settle. There's that word, but I have that word. Unless unless they're knockouts, they have fewer options to date up. That means Machado's story is probably all too common. But at least she recognized this and ultimately took her stepmom's advice to date better. Back to Machado's article. We're almost done with this one. So I set out to be challenged, to be stimulated sexually, mentally, and emotionally. Find someone who could hold his own and not get on my nerves. And the learning curve was slow. I went out with a guy who paid all of his bills on time, but he couldn't stand up for himself. Another one who was ablaze with self-confidence and sexual magnetism, but his mind still could for him several times a week. I even dated a player type who seemed like he might dump me, and he did. Yeah. She eventually married um, back to Jezebel, the Jezebel article, and, and this is the last paragraph. She eventually met and married a guy who pushed her to think better, smarter, and someone who she whom she has a multifaceted bond. Someone who's willing to throw it all in, no matter their differences, and there is nothing here about much money they make or how their resumes compare. It's a matter of chemistry and like-mindedness and shared values. I cannot stress enough, this is what an equal is. You'll definitely know it when you find it. Only has nothing to do with gender. That was a pretty long article, but again I think this is something to talk about. Hopefully the two other articles aren't as long as this one. But and this is something to bring up something that I did not um uh, talk about before, but there's another one here. There's there's um there's like the sexual part of the too, Right? And I see it, I see it all over Twitter. It all over Twitter. Um, you know, women? Women? Are they going to date men with with some um, small penises? No? this is come on, say it. And I personally think that if that's a lie, I don't think it. it it's, it's, it's there's just way too much evidence, or way too much. Anything of, of, of women, you know, saying and wanting at least, at the very much what they believe to be average. And there's this thing, you know, it, it's there's this thing on, on on Twitter. You see it every now and then about six inches, of it, it's six inches big enough, right? Six inches, you know, not good enough, and it's six inches average. And, and, and it's just it's just a total mind blown thing here, and um, and that's a part of it too. And and if a woman, here's my opinion on it, right? If a woman would date a guy with a small penis, does she really like sex? That's 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 just me. That's just, that's just my opinion, right? That's what well, I think of. I think mean, if you like sex, you want someone that, yeah, that has like that six inches or, or bigger, because that that's that's what's going to please a woman. I know, I know it, it all. I, I know that there's things out there where it says sizes matter, and, and on one hand, I understand, right? Because physiologically, most women orgasms through the clitoris, right? So. You don't need a penis for that. the The G spot is two, like a couple of inches on the upper wall. You know, you can you can stimulate with the pinky finger. You know, things like that. And apparently, there's you know the, the another spot back in way back in the wall of the vagina, the A spot. You can be able to stimulate that with you know like the middle finger. So, you know. So, you know, you measure your, middle, measure your middle finger, see how long that is, and that's like the, the biggest penis that you would need, right? You don't need anything bigger. But women are visuals too, and they're going to be more turned on, than you. you know, you pulling out something the size of your arm than something the size of your middle finger. Is That's just the way it is. Uh, and I see I think to not say that would be stupid. But there are probably some there there, there not every woman can have a guy with with, with the arm. I'm sure there are people up there with the with the uh, with the middle finger. And you know, is is that getting down for women as well? That's another whole other question. So uh, let's see. Uh, okay, so let's see this article. This is from Thrillless.com. Uh, the Psychology of Dating Down by Gigi Ingle. This was published on August 26, 2016. This is the one that has the picture Christina Hendricks and her husband, Jeffrey Arrand. So you can go ahead and Google uh, Christina Hendricks and Google. Uh, her husband Jeffrey a and you might find a picture, that they're showing here. You might and then you can see for yourself of the dating down things and things like that. So, um, so let's let read this real quick. And depending on how long this, it doesn't look too long, but uh, we might we may just skim over the third one real quick. Um. Okay, so there is. Dating is so nerve-wracking. Before our first date is even over and before we know anything about who that person is and sending across from us, we're already wondering whether there is a potential future here. It's a lot of pressure. To alleviate some anxieties of dating and relationships, many people, as income included, have dated down in order to keep, up, keep the upper hand. Think about it. Looking back at your past relationships, how many of your partners were you hotter or smarter or more successful yet? How many were harder, smarter, or more successful than you? We've all been on one side or the other. Because when it comes to relationships, things aren't quite equal. Here's why. We like to win. Dating down is an admittedly crappy defense mechanism that influences our romantic choices and ultimately clouds our thinking more than you might expect. The reason being we all want to be winners in our relationship, even if some of us wouldn't like to admit it. And having their advantage it be financially, personality-based and looks-wise to give you the power and your looks. It offers a measure of security one might not have otherwise. And stop here quickly. That might also be for why you want to date up. There's this phrase that most men use when talking about dating and marrying and things like that. It says we like to outkick our coverage. Right? This is a football term for those of y'all who don't know. So in football, you outkick your coverage on the punt team. When you when you when you when when it's fourth down and you're getting ready to punt the ball to the other team, there's a thing called outkicking your coverage where you would punt the ball over, you know, maybe too maybe too high or too far or too low or whatever, and it gets to the returner quick enough, you know, you know, so quick enough that your your coverage team hasn't got the hasn't received time enough to go down and tackle him. And he gets, and he got a, maybe a 10, 15 yard, you know, you know, uh, head start, you know, before he, before he meets somebody on the kicking team. Now we, uh, yeah, some guys have turned that around to saying, you've kicked your coverage, meaning that, yeah, here you are, you're at five and you've picked up an eight, you know, and, 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 and that's a win. You know, so dating up could also be a win. Let's continue on. If you're the better partner, don't your chances of keeping that person locked into a relationship seem greater? It's kind of messed up, but it most definitely happens. Some women feel more secure with a man who's not too attractive because men who are found to be attractive to everyone are often hit on constantly, says Dr. Jennifer Free, a family behavioral specialist. If he's not that cute, you don't have too much to worry about. He isn't going anywhere. Let me stop here real quick again. If you're on TikTok, you may have seen this before, but there, there was a, I, seen it before. I haven't seen it in a while. But for the for last year, um, it was it was a good time where a lot of TikTok videos was. You know, there was a sound. You know, there was a sound about show me why your man's not gonna cheat, and it was these women showing their guys and why they wouldn't cheat, and they were either they were playing video games or they had a bunch of action figures or a bunch of comic books, basically saying they were a nerd or a geek or anything like that. Or they were doing something stupid and, you know, so so there was that, that big thing. Kind of going on what Dr. Freed was just saying here. Game of the article. Keeping the upper hand offers a life jacket in the ever too much dating siege. If you're the person who you you're leaving what? If you're if, if the person you're with leaves you okay sorry about that you want to be able to say i'm way better than them anyway and feel fine about that women are the guiltier sex when it comes to dating down everywhere you look you can find a drop dead gorgeous woman on the arms of a substantially less attractive man and i can't help to think they can't possibly think people don't see this it's because people bring different things to the relationship women are choosing their mates based on more security and protection than the externals, Dr. Freed tells us. If a man is bringing the money stability to a relationship, doesn't doesn't it make sense that a woman would bring the beauty? Hmm. It's not to say that these relationships are shallow, though sometimes they are, let's be real. This setup totally works for some people, and it totally varies too. Dating is fun, isn't it? I used to babysit for a perfectly happy couple with three adorable children, where the dynamic was undoubtedly the case. The wife was a babe, and the husband was rich and really nice. Hey, it happens. They seem to really love each other regardless. Quote, Women may know that to some people their mate is less attractive, but to them their mate looks cool. Dr. Freed says, Beauty is in the eye of the beholder, so to speak. If he's nice to you, who cares what he looks like? See, uh, but again, this is like 2016, I think in 2022 that's not the case. I don't think women, uh, don't, I don't think a woman is going to care, you know, you know I, don't, I don't think a woman wants to date an ugly man, unless, her, unless she's ugly herself, unfortunately. And that's again, that's just where, where I look at it. Meanwhile, men often value looks over a woman's brains. Of course, not all men value looks over intelligence, but just as a woman tends to value a man's stability over his looks, so too do men value looks over a woman's brain. Like that the free tells us that this is because men are more visually inclined than us lady folks. And I think that you know, again, like I, I, I just said about the penis thing, I think that's I, I think that's a, a fable as well. I think women are just as looks-focused as men are. It's not even their fault for valuing physical beauty because they're wired to be attracted. By visual stimuli. I'm glad it's not my fault.
0: <laughs>
1: a man's tendency to value looks is biologically ingrained in his makeup. So while it's easy to blame the media for what we deem attractive, it has no bearing on the fact that men in, gen- in general place more value on looks than women when choosing partners. Of course, Dr. Fried assures us that this emphasis on physical beauty does not mean a man does not also value a woman's mind evolved men look for a dynamic combination of what they find visual appealing and a true equal i suppose no relationship can ever be truly equal someone will always have the upper hand someone will always have better attributes in some respect and not in others even when couples are total equals there is something that one person will have more, will have than the other lacks someone is going to make more money be more attractive have a better sense of humor that's just the nature of reality. The key is finding balance and balance that works for you and your happiness. So while we may not be able to find someone who needs some match both physically and intellectually, we can hopefully fall somewhere in between. You have to find what's right for you. And I think that that, that, that last little bit there, you can look no further than Tom Brady and Giselle Buncheon, right? Giselle Buncheon is a beautiful woman. She's a model and everything like that. Absolutely gorgeous. Tom Brady is a superstar football player who is also very attractive, very attractive man. You've, you know, if you if you watched last night's uh, TNT um, pregame show, they had Tom Brady on. They always talked about Tom Brady being a pretty man. Just Charles and uh, Shaq jokes about it, getting lost in his eyes, right? But when you look at it, for even for even as much as Tom Brady does, he has seven Super Bowl rings. He has. You know, this, this, you know, this, uh, you know, this, you know, these million dollar contracts and everything like that. His wife makes more money than him. So, even in that state, that still happens. So, a lot to take in there. I think, you know, they're kind of explaining why, you know, it, 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 it's the psychology of digging down, as it says, why it happens. Who, you know, who does it more? Who, who does it less? Things like that um, so yeah so really quick let's go through here um, this is from February 9th 2012 which is, this is from Cos- Cosmopolitan written by Brittany Tyler Rico um, are you dating up or down and you know this is a long time because here it goes it, one of the things it says is who's hotter Brad Pitt or Angela Jolie Tough call as this powerhouse couple never f- fails to radiate pure sex appeal. But when you think when you think about this, right? Brad Brad Pitt and I and I've always thought this. Brad Pitt was when Jennifer Aniston. He was dating down. But when he got to Angelina Jolie, I'm going to say that he, I'm going to say that actually in, in, that he was dating up she's she's a little bit better look looking than he is, even though Brad Pitt in his day had every woman, you know, changing their underwear, you know, twenty-five times a day. But uh but yeah. So this is really fast. Let's see. I think this is a really a, a pretty short article. But really quick, let's go ahead and let's read this and then we'll we'll we we'll end this 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 topic. Maybe she was being coy, or maybe she prides herself in having a partner who is hot as hell. Regardless, her compliment to Brad got her wheels turning, and she said during 2012 Golden Globes after-party that Brad was prettier than her. That's what, that's that's what she's talking about when she says that. Regardless, a compliment to Brad got her wheels turning. What role does looks play in a relationship? We had an expert weigh in on what it means to date up. You think your guy is hotter? or date down when you are harder than your guy and how you can affect your outlook and love. Dating up. Maybe your guys are a dead ringer for Ryan Gosling and you feel more like Ellen Page next to him. That's, that's not fair.
0: <laughs>
1: this is back when Ellen Page was, you know, before her transition to Elliot. Anyway. Uh, sweating over, although I would agree. <laughs> sweating over this hiding status is very common. We all play the rating game in our head. It makes us feel more secure and less afraid of losing from the other. Jazz expert relationship expert Harlan Cohn, author of Naked Dating. Here's what you need to know. The Pro. If your man is a total babe, pack yourself on the back. And while you're swooning over how hot he is, remember you landed him, buff, bod and all. Dating better looking people can actually be a cross. It helps you work harder to keep yourself looking your best and it keeps you interested in working it in the bedroom. So he's harder than you. Big deal. He's choosing to be with you. And it's important to trust his decision. The con. When your boyfriend's handsome handsome exterior starts to affect your self-esteem and makes you question your own positive attributes, you risk turning into a jealous girlfriend who starts fights every time a girl glances in his direction. Or vice versa. What to do. If you feel like you've never been able to keep him because his looks are so superior to yours and making your self-confidence plummet, then it's time to move on, if I just you But first, start talking to him. If he's a keeper, you will know just what to say to make you secure with yourself and your relationship. Now, dating down. If you equate yourself with Jarell Bunchen and are bummed that your guy isn't on Tom Brady's level of affection, you might fall in this category. Enter the pro and con of something your do in the looks of The pro. There may be some truth behind it to say. A woman falls in love with f- first and becomes attracted to her man. That's because your temp is higher than his on the hotness scale. Doesn't mean he isn't the right match for you. There's good looking and then there's attractive Says coming. A boyfriend can be not so good looking and still be incredibly, incredibly hot. I would disagree with you. If he gets you hot, that's hot. So if you two are connected in and out of the bedroom, have some faith. In an emotional connection, you can help transcend doubts you have about his physical appearance. It's important to have an open mind and not worry about what other people think of his looks. The calm, If you feel like you are settled and his level of attractiveness is hindering your lasting connection between you, it's time to move on. If a girl has to convince herself that she's dating the right person, it's always the wrong person. Explained Cole. If you are consumed by the fact that he doesn't meet your hot, new standards, it will put a strain on your relationship and hinder you from progressing forward. You don't want to keep dating him just because you are desperate to be with him. And I think that last one right there, that that is something that I truly believe is true in this world and, and that's definitely goes for me. If you do feel like you're upset on you know uh, if you're not okay with that I think it's move on. and I, th- I think many people have done that. You know some people may say why why is it so hard to be, why is it so hard to why is and, and why is other day, you know bad in 2022 and things like that. I, and I think there's a, there's a lot of them, but I think this might be one of them, right, where no, no matter where you are on the scale of hotness, you want somebody who's hot, and but maybe that's someone, uh, so, that someone you think is hot doesn't necessarily want you, and so while here you are you're saying to yourself you know well I, I'm a I'm I'm a I'm a seven I'm an eight. You know, so this guy here, well, he's super. He's a seven. He's a he's an eight. He's a nine. He may look at you and say, "Well, I'm a nine. Why am I in a date you?" You know, I just mentioned earlier, right, by myself, right? When, I, when, I, when I described what c- could consider to be a 6, uh, what, for, for for me what might what, what would be a six, right? The any skinny girl, you know. Not very endowed in the front or the back, but her face is very attractive. She has an attractive face, right? And that movie is it, six, and, and for me, I have to consider to what he said. right? Can I really be happy with her? Like, can I really be happy with her? She has everything in the future. Everything and most of the things I want personality-wise, but physically, it's not what I want. Yeah, I want the, want the, well-endowment in the front and the back, along with the pretty face, right? So it, it's, and I'll be very honest. I agree with this. I I, I think that's totally. I think that's totally fine. I think this I think it is your right to date who you want to date. It's your right to want to find a woman or a man that you are looking for. If you want to get a find a person that is a 10, that's totally fine. But know that if you're not a 10, maybe you won't never find that. 10. And you will be alone for that life. Right. I I I you know, I I kind of Going to, going to the fact of myself that yes, it as a zero, and probably, I'm, I'm never, I'm, I'm, I'm never even gonna get, I'm, I'm never gonna even get a six. Because a six knows I'm a zero. Right? Now I'm sitting here saying, where she, you know, dating her would be settling for less. But she's a fucking six and I'm a zero. <laughs> right? Who the fuck is really settling? <laughs> I should be happy that I I outkicked my coverage. But yes, I mean it's it's it, it is all crazy. But but that but I have that right to do that. And there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with wanting someone who looks good who looks good. There's no no one who someone wrong who you want a big cast, there's no one who wants six pack ass, there's nothing wrong with wanting someone who has long hair, wanting nothing wrong with someone who, wanting someone who who has a huge wine. there's nothing nothing wrong with any of that because that's what you want that's, that's what's going to make you happy and that's all this is about is what makes you happy and if what makes you happy is trying to get that get, get, get what you want in your significant other that's totally fine that's totally fine but it also what is happening is you, quote unquote, settling for less so that you can be with someone for the rest of your life. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, well, what a podcast. We talked about some really serious stuff with the Ember Heard and um, Johnny Depp Trial. And then we had some, maybe some kind of serious, but not so much. More fun stuff to talk about. It's dating and dating up or dating down and everything that goes into that. So. Couple topics on the podcast for you here today. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I will be back next month in the June uh, with another podcast. Uh, uh, I also uh, coming out um, sometime next week with uh, my my sports podcast, the game according to me. Uh, Make sure you're there. It's more more than likely wherever you are listening to this, other than Sounder FM. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, uh, you can find my Game According to Me podcast. So, Spotify, r Radio, Google, whatever. Uh, so, wherever you're listening to this, you can find that. And that will be out sometime next week. Make sure if you are there. If you're a sports fan, we're going to talk about some sports as well. So, yeah. I can say nothing but, again, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back next month. Um, if you guys feel the need to Want to support me In my endeavors In the podcasting world Not only do you Help me by subscribing to this podcast By commenting uh, Rating this podcast Highly um, But also going to patreon.com To become a patron Once I hit a certain amount of patrons, it will be up to you to determine what you would hear on this podcast. You determine the topic. Um, What what videos I do for uh, my on my YouTube channel, YouTube.com/slash AJTrip, and what game I would play on my Twitch channel, Twitch.tv/slash AJTripleTwenty. Somehow, some way. Get the internet got better and I am back to streaming on Twitch so make sure you are there and, and it has to be a game that I have. I will read a list of the games I have and you will determine what, what, what games I will play on Twitch. So yeah. So any support whether it be monetarily or doing the things of subscribing and and, 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 and rating my podcast I would appreciate either one. Again I just want to thank you so much For listening to this. Um, So yeah. That's going to be it. As always y'all. Be good to each other. Be careful out there. I'll see you next month.